Hey guys, what is going on? Super excited for you guys to be tuning into this podcast. Um, this week is such an awesome week, Thanksgiving week. So much to be grateful for, you know, family, friends. I'm so thankful for the friends that God has put in my life. I'm so thankful for the family God has given me. I'm so thankful for the blood of Jesus, for the cross, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I'm just so thankful for him and his love for me. You know, I know Thanksgiving Day is like really the day to be thankful. And you look back at things and you text everyone and you're like, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for this, you know, but for me, every day is like Thanksgiving. You know, I'm so thankful for Jesus and what the blood of Jesus has done for me and what it's done in my life. And you know how he turned everything around in my life. And I'm so thankful every morning, every night, every single day, you know, I'm just constantly thanking the Lord because he's so good and he's so faithful. And I would not be here without the blood of Jesus. And I know many of you listening today can testify about the goodness of God and you can be thankful every single day. You can find a reason to be thankful for what God has done in your life. So, you know, this brings this brings us to the point. Um, I want to talk to you guys today about three keys. I want to give you guys three keys to break through prayer. And I know I did mention um, on Instagram that we we're going to be talking on purpose today, but we're actually going to be doing that Friday but yeah, so I'm super excited to be with you guys today. Um, the first question I want to ask you is, what is breakthrough prayer? You know, to break is defined to separate into parts with suddenness or violence. You know, breakthrough prayer generates an abrupt uh, and a sudden rupture of what is hindering us, pushing us beyond that limitation and into freedom. So breakthrough prayer must be engaged and persistent and consistently until we sense that something has been broken in the spiritual realm and until what we are asking for manifests. So being consistent in your prayer life is very important. So we see with a breakthrough, what we need is brought from the spiritual world to the natural world so that we can see it in a visible and and tangible demonstration of God's power of provision. So breakthrough prayer requires the ability to persevere and endure, to keep pressing on and resisting with courage. You know, we must develop a faith characterized by holy stubbornness and daring unafraid to challenge what comes against us. You know, we have to be we have to be so stubborn. We have to be uh, in a way so stubborn to believe, hey, everything the word of God says, I believe it. You know, the word of God says I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The word of God says that I can have this. I can have it. I know that it's true. I know that God's not a man that he should lie. If he said it in his word, if he promised it, he'll hold on to it. He's true to make everything that he promised you come to pass. So the first point I want to bring you to, number one, I'm going to give you three keys. Number one, breakthrough prayer is continuous, consistent, persistent, and perseverant. The Bible says in Hosea 10:12, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. So, you know, the exercise of perseverance has the same effect in the spiritual realm as it does in the natural realm. So it's just like in the physical world, if you want to like, if you want to lose weight, 
you know, you actually have to put practice in that. You have, you must persevere. You must be consistent by maintaining the appropriate diet, by working out, by um, doing a regular exercise, actually having a routine. Or if you want to obtain a, a what a university degree, you must continue until you complete your program. Or if you want to be on that sports team, you have to you have to be consistent. You have to practice. You have to train yourself. The same in the spiritual realm. There are some people who start out with great enthusiasm and obtain early results, but then they just drop out. Then they just drop the thing. That's You can't do that in your prayer life. It has to be consistent. You have to stay in it. So doubt and inconsistency will derail you from your purpose. Oh, look, there we go. We got purpose right there. Um, <laughs> James 1.8 says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So a person that is unstable in all of his ways, he can't make up his mind. He, he's feeling one way one day, one way the other way, other day. You know, such a person like that will never finish anything. You know, anything you want to achieve in God requires you not to give up. But persevere until it happens. You know, the Bible says to fight the good fight of faith. If you've been believing God for something and you haven't seen it come to pass, don't give up. Do not give up for your breakthrough is just on the horizon. You know, one time the Lord, this is kind of off uh, topic, but one time the Lord spoke to me and he said about uh, finances. He said, people that have seed in the ground, they never panic when the storms of life come against them. And I said, okay, Lord, explain that to me. And he said, what does seed need to grow? And I said, water. And he said, what comes in a storm? And I said, rain. So he said, so the devil doesn't even know. When the storms of life come, he said, the devil doesn't even know that he's watering your own seed. Because what? There's rain in a storm, and the devil comes with storms, and it comes against you. But he's watering your own seed. That's why a Christian with seed in the ground should never panic when the devil comes against them, when all these things come against them. For one, the devil is under your feet. You know, I hate hearing these messages about, man, the devil's just been attacking me, the devil, blah, 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 blah. whatever, man. I have, I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I've overcome because he's overcome. Everything in this world, I have already overcome because he has. I am more than a conqueror. The devil is under my feet. I go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. There's no devil in hell that can stop me from fulfilling what God has called me to do. There's no devil in hell that can tell me I'm not blessed, that I'm sick, that I won't live a long life? No, because the Bible says the number of my days are long. The Bible says that I'm healthy. He came that I may have life and life more abundantly. I am living an abundant life in Jesus Christ. But that brings me to my second point, and that spiritual breakthrough doesn't happen by chance. You know, obviously there are some acts that God does sovereignly, but there are others that we must participate in if they are to happen. So, you know, one of the biggest deceptions people can fall into is to believe that the manifestations of the Spirit, like miracles, signs and wonders, and God's supernatural power, it just occurred because you will not be able to continue operating in the spiritual reality you discover by accident. Because you will not be able to understand how it came to you. You know, God always works through principles and, and, and patterns and it's not by chance. You know, we could see that there's a pattern to everything that Jesus did. 
You know, as a man, he knew the principles and laws for moving in the supernatural. There was always a kingdom principle behind each one of his words and acts. In every decision that he made, it was made by the revelation that he was given by his father. So nothing he ever did happened by accident. You know, we see in Luke 6, 12 through 13, that it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And, you know, that's why I love doing all night prayer. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them, he chose 12 whom he also called, who he also named apostles. So, you know, it is clear that Jesus never did anything in a casual way. He always did things for a purpose. And remember, he said, I only do what I see my father do. You know, Jesus's prayer life was the key to all the healings and deliverances that he ministered to people. The price that Jesus paid in prayer, that's what bore fruit throughout his whole ministry. So his continuous prayer Life generated so much power in his spirit that every time he went anywhere, demons fled in terror. The Bible says in Luke 6, 18 through 19, those who were tormented with unclean spirits were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. There comes a point when you come from a place of prayer to a place of power. When you spend time in the secret place praying, prayer is so detrimental or so, so, um, I don't think that's the right word, but so, uh, so important in a believer's life. You have to pray. And I'm not just saying you pray before your meal, you pray a little religious prayer. No, I'm talking about fervent prayer. You communicating with God. You going you getting charged up in the spirit, building yourself up on your most holy faith. So that that is when this generation is going to see a move of God like never before. It's when we get on our face. It's when we get alone with God and start praying and start going out. Not only praying, but going out with the power that is in us. Like I said earlier, you go from a place of prayer to a place of power. It's not about you just praying in a closet and saying, God, I thank you and America's going to be shaken by the fire of God. No, it's about praying about it, then going out and doing something about it. Bringing the power of God to the street, bringing the power of God, seeing people get healed into the hospital, seeing people come out of the hospitals, seeing people come out of wheelchairs because you believe what the word of God says. First Corinthians 4.20 says that the kingdom of God is not in word, but in demonstration and in power. Jesus revolutionized the towns and cities he visited because before he went, he was filled with power in prayer. There was a pattern in Jesus's life. And Jesus passes pattern of continual prayer along to his disciples, and they followed it. And they instructed the believers in the early church who lived according to the same pattern of prayer. And now we must do likewise. We must do the same as the disciples did. We must do the same as the early church did. We must do the same as Jesus did. And if we don't, someone else will determine what will occur during our everyday life and dictate the outcome. And we won't be able to do anything to prevent it because we are not praying about it. We are not doing anything about it behind closed doors. We just want to, there's so many people that just want to be seen and, and just preach. They think it's all about preaching in a, 
pulpit. Bro, that's like 1% of ministry. It's about going out and bringing the power of God to a lost and dying generation. It's about being a light every single place you go. And that comes from spending time with God. That comes from secret time with God. That comes from prayer, a prayer life. That's where power comes from. Miracles, signs, and wonders do not happen very often today because there is little demand for it in prayer. There has to be a demand in prayer. And I believe that there is an army, a generation that is rising up that, is gonna, that believes everything the Word of God says about them and, be, and is going to see mega miracles. They're going to see mega provision, mega blessings on their life. Why? Because they believe the Word of God. They believe, hey, Jesus laid hands on the sick, so I'm going to lay hands on the sick. He told me to cast out devils, lay hands on the dead, and see them raised. I know that I'm going to see people raised from the dead. I know that I'm going to walk in blessings all the day of my life. Why? Because the Bible says that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I know that he's not a man that he should lie. I know that he puts his word above his very name. I know I've seen him come through time and time again. Blessings, finances, things that I was needing in my physical body, my physical health, my, my mind. He's came and renewed my mind. He's come and set me free from addictions. I've seen him come through. Time and time again in my life. And I know he's going to continue. I know his word never fails. I have hidden his word in my heart. And I trust it. And I trust him. And that comes from a place of prayer. That comes from a place of intimacy with him. You get to know him. You, and then you begin to trust him. You begin to see him come through for you. When you spend time with him. Just like in a relationship, when you spend time with that person, you begin to know them. You begin to trust them. You begin to invest, invest your life into that person. The same with Jesus. I am invested into him. My whole life is his. So many people are like, man, my whole life is his. But you never even talk to him. You never even spend time with him. The only time you talk to him is if, if you're in trouble or you're needing something. But that's not how it's supposed to be. You don't just go to your wife or your husband because you need something. You're actually invested in that person. And you actually love to spend quality time with that person. How much more should it be with Jesus? Man, I love to be with you, Jesus. I just want to spend time with you. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be with you, God. I want to. I, I just want to know you more. And then that, that is where that revelation comes from, of knowing who you are in Him. It's by spending time with Him. It's by living a life full of prayer and a life of consecration and totally sold out to Him. But that brings me to my third and final point, and that is maintaining a breakthrough demands perseverance in prayer. Once we have obtained a breakthrough in any area, we must remain alert to keep from losing that breakthrough. Because what? The devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. Now, obviously, the devil is under our feet, and he can't touch us. And greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. But don't be an idiot. If you, if you have a ministry, and you got that ministry through prayer, it's going to require prayer to keep it. You can't just stop praying. It's like... Me playing soccer in high school, I practice every day. I train myself every day. 
and I became pretty good at soccer. But now, because I haven't been playing and haven't been applying myself and practicing and putting the time in and being consistent in it, I'm not nearly even half as good as I was in high school. The same with prayer. We have to be consistent. It's in our consistency. We have to be consistent in our prayer life and our walk with Jesus. But man, I love you guys. I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving that you've ever had yet in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that everyone that's listening to this podcast right now, that they're blessed. God, that their family is blessed in Jesus' name. God, Lord, that their cash apps blow up in Jesus' name. Everything that they've been believing you for. God, that it comes to pass in Jesus' name. And Lord, that they go to even this Thanksgiving break. God, that they step into another realm, a whole nother level in you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in your presence. God, that they go to another level in prayer in Jesus mighty name and Lord I thank you that they see the miraculous take place in their life even starting this week and God that every person listening will fulfill every single thing that you've called them to do in Jesus mighty name I love you guys so much I thank you or I thank you I hope you guys have the best Thanksgiving that you've ever had I love you guys